I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern New Jersey. And I am delighted to have as my guest today um, someone I know as a friend, but also as a teacher, Maria Salvatore. Maria is a yoga teacher, but she's also someone who does a lot of work with yoga and individuals with all kinds of special needs. So, Maria, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So, Maria, tell us a little bit about how you became um, involved with yoga and became really a very experienced yogi. How did that journey come about for you? Well, I believe yoga found me. At uh, the ripe age of 19, I guess I was 18, um, and I, I found it, I was inspired by a Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell interview, and I, you know, I wanted the body of Madonna, and I, I, <laughs> I heard on a, on a podcast, on an interview similar to what we're doing now about how Madonna, you know, just believed in the practice of yoga, the art of yoga, so, you know, I was a huge Madonna fan and wanted her wanted to look like her her physically <laughs> so went assembled into my first yoga class when I was 18 and um, realized there was so much more to the practice than just the physicality and um, it really it touched my heart and my soul so to speak so um, and from there it just took it was a hot yoga class um, so it was actually very physical and um, from there, it just evolved, and here we are almost uh, almost 30 years later, and I'm still, you know, I'm teaching, I'm practicing, I live and breathe the, the science. I just love it, and, and, and have realized how it can heal so many parts of a person. Let's talk so. about that for a minute. Yoga is much bigger than just movement, and I don't know that people necessarily understand that. Can you, can you go into that a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, when you say yoga, they think physical. They think, oh, turn your body into a pretzel, or, or they think it's stretching, and they think it's, they think of it along more lines of anatomy and physical. But it actually is an art, a science, and a philosophy that can really touch a person at every level, physically, spiritually, as well as mentally. So, um you know, when you, there's a lot more to, you know, the practice other than just the body. It's also, we utilize breath. We utilize, we call it, it's called pranayama, which can actually help your nervous system and help you with your, your, any mental um, dis-ease, so to speak, in terms of stress and anxiety and just incorporate mindfulness into people's lives. So it's, it's huge. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful practice that can shift you in so many ways and it's not something that people necessarily can just pick up and do there's certainly it's accessible but in terms of really becoming someone who can teach it there's there's a lot of training you've had a tremendous amount of training to do this yeah I I there's thousands of thousands of hours that you you can 
put into it, which I kind of went in that direction. It was starts as a basic yoga teacher training starts at 200 hours. And then from there, it can grow into 500. And so, and if you go on to become a yoga ther- therapist and go into yoga therapeutics, I mean, that entails thousands of hours to um, for certain populations. So it's neat. I, I'm forever a student myself. And and just, it, I can see the shift and the transformation in so many different people throughout the years. Um, I did my first teacher training in, oh gosh, it was through a, a, a facility called Yoga Fit, which was yoga, just more um, gym yoga, more of the, the physical poses, the asana, we call it. And then from there, it took another 200 hour with a teacher and then a, a, a 300 hour within a teacher so the the learning is endless there's so much to learn and I I want to say I'm still learning which I think is wonderful when we talk about lifelong learning and what an incredible goal that is for any of us to continue to learn and you know it's good for our brains it's good for us in in every way to keep us focused so it's wonderful to hear that yoga is big enough and expansive enough so that that learning can continue. People sometimes... Yeah. Go ahead. But I was just thinking how, um, you know, the practice of yoga is a practice of self-empowerment and self-discovery and self-realization. So there's so many parts to it that can help people evolve. You know, you're a big, you're a yogi. <laughs> you're I in the process too. <laughs> I do know, and... I think people I think people really think of yoga as movement, as asana. That's what it is. You you know, you go in a class and you either are in a hot class where you're sweating or you're in a in a restorative class where you're moving slowly, but it's just moving my body and there are, it's not. And that's one of the things that I think is so powerful when we talk about using yoga with special populations. Absolutely. And what I love the most about yoga, that's the difference, I I believe. Well, I mean, the poses itself are geared towards opening up parts of your body where you tend to hold stress and tension that um, some of the, although sometimes if you go into a physical therapy facility or you're going to physical therapy, I remember I went into physical therapy and I was like, this is yoga you're showing me. Like they had me doing these therapeutic moves like this year. And I had already been practicing yoga for a long time. Saying it's interesting how how they incorporate a lot of the poses and the stretches uh in in a physical therapist's office. Uh so the poses are geared towards opening up those the shoulders, the hips, stretching parts of the body where we tend to hold and it, it, I'm so humbled that this is a practice that is thousands of years old and and still works, right? So Eastern philosophy really can help in Western conventional healing. And, and then from there, it also incorporated, if you were to take a well-rounded full yoga class that incorporates all parts, it would also integrate meditation and breathing tools and techniques that can really approach all parts of a person, right? So, I mean, I just, I love it. 
It really is. A, it really is beautiful. You know, people will say to me, oh, you must be really flexible to do that. Or, oh, I could never do that. You know, I can't, I can't touch my toes. I can't this. I can't that. How do you respond to people who say things like that? Well, uh, that's a, I get that a lot. I, I get that a lot with people like, I can't touch my, I can't do yoga, I can't touch my toes, I can't, or I can't meditate, I can't focus, right? <laughs> or I can't sit still. And it's like, well, the way to conquer, or not just, should, I shouldn't say conquer, but overcome, you know, some of those things is to practice yoga, is to stretch, is, but it's also strengthening as well. And to the way to help, you know, focus, is to sit and focus (laughs) and so that's why some of the tools in meditation and mindfulness and some of the meditation and breathing techniques can really really be beneficial to so many people i mean i I, for me you know when i said i found my yoga mat at 19 years old i was you know a teenager struggling with um, addiction anxiety depression and i didn't even know that i was struggling with those things I thought I was just going through life you know and it was life was just a struggle and you know soldiers through it and I had no idea how there was a a a practice an exercise that could help me overcome it which is what captivated me like I had a moment where I was just grounded and centered and focusing on my breath and I was like wow you know there's there's a whole there's so many tools out there in the world and, and that's why this practice can be amazing for so many people, especially from a therapeutic standpoint, you know, for specific populations, which is a big part of my work. That, that's really powerful. Can you talk a little bit about those specific populations? Because I know you do some really interesting things with some harder to reach populations. Yeah, so I serve on two boards. Um, that are really our nonprofit organizations, which bring therapeutic yoga to populations struggling with specific needs in terms of one specifically is trauma and addiction. And man, are we seeing that now more than ever, especially in light of what's happening in the world and COVID and, and just, you know, struggles and the overwhelm and the confusion around that. So that's a big piece of my work. And Another one, and we also approach populations, you know, older adults, as well as teens and children, as well as cancer patients. It's a two of the boards that I serve on. One is the Kula for Karma. Another one is the Graf Center for Integrated Medicine at Englewood Hospital. And they both are foundations, nonprofit organizations that um, are approach these populations in a therapeutic environment to just offer the tools of yoga to help them sh- people shift we also i mean there's there's a list of specific populations that are struggling ptsd anxiety so many people teens, are struggling so right many now. yeah you know i mean now it would be great to see it for first responders we also help um people with eating disorders Body, it's called Yoga for Body Liberation and Body Acceptance, which is, um, you know, we're such a society that is geared towards, you know, changing the way we look, changing our age, changing our body type. So, and we're starting a program, Yoga for Cardiovascular and Respiratory Disease, and 
I mean, we did, you and I did Parkinson's disease. Yes, yes we yeah. did. Yeah, so, I mean, there's just so much out there that the populations that, and that can't necessarily go into the gym or the hot yoga studios or and do a, a, a vinyasa flow that's very hard, you know, difficult. Yeah. The stretching, the, taking your leg and putting it over your head. So when we you know this is a, a different type of yoga where just basic tools to breathe, to be mindful, to stretch, to strengthen and empower and shift yourself. It's really, it's amazing. It is amazing. I, I will tell you, you know, here at the Jewish home, we have felt like we were at the epicenter of the COVID battle because, quite frankly, we were. And a lot of our team absolutely have PTSD, absolutely are exhausted. You know, we talk about that. We just, we're tired of being tired. And I've been doing a little bit of, of yoga with some of our team who one of them said to me yesterday, she had never done yoga before, and she she was a little tentative about coming into the class. And yesterday she called me. This was the third time we had done it. And she called me and she said, I am so looking forward to being at yoga because afterwards I feel better. And I think that was that to me has really been the key to this, that you know, you're, you're giving yourself in this crazy, hectic, stress-filled life that we're all living. You're giving yourself just that pressing pause, giving yourself that hour to say, I'm going to decompress. I'm going to focus on nothing more than how I move my body, how I breathe, and really creating that space that people can feel focused but also safe. Well, I am so grateful that you're on board with this and bringing it to your centers because, you know, there's so much comfort in facts. There's so much comfort in factual reality, right? And especially after everything that you all have all went through, I mean, between your residents and your staff to just share tools that you've been practicing yourself and that you're doing now and you'll, you're you're an amazing teacher. I've experienced your class myself. So it just really gets me excited to know that you're sharing it. Thank you. I, I don't know if I'm amazing, but I'm trying, Maria. You are. <laughs> don't be. <laughs> Let's talk a little really? bit about older adults, because, you know, when, when we talk about yoga and older adults, the people that we work with, I know that there are some of them who are saying, oh, you know, number one, I can't do it. Number two, isn't that sort of out there? Number three, what could I do? You know, I, I, I no longer can walk. I don't have strength. Can you talk a little bit about how you approach that? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we've been covering in our, in our training, in our teacher training, for, to help teachers be able to offer this to students or populations that are older adults, because yoga, it can be accessible to all mobility levels. And um, this, you know, there has been studies that show that it benefits, you know, chronic pain relief. The aging process can be so hard on muscles and joints, which wear down after decades of use, right? Just up decades of use and everything. So just gently approach it from a point of several, you know, stretches and poses that can actually help alleviate we approach it with chair yoga a lot of times, or sometimes even just 
standing up and, and standing behind the, the, the chair. And so just helping um, a lot of the breathing tools can help with better sleep. I know for me personally, I don't, how sleep for you, Carol? I mean, <laughs> sleep for me, can, it's always been a struggle since I'm younger. And, you know, as we go through our life, you know, the insomnia can be a struggle. It can exacerbate other health conditions. So encouraging these populations to do yoga can help with sleep. Just with some of the prana, pranayama, the breathing techniques can, can help your um, neurotransmitters. There, it's proven that it can actually help with cortisol levels and assist with dopamine and adrenaline and, and just help with sleep and, you know, continuous breathing and just respiratory practices just to help with respira respiration. And, and, you know, we get sedentary, you know, and sometimes just utilizing just different chair yoga practices and can help with better stability and balance and focus and greater flexibility. And there's so much you can do in the chair, don't you think? I love chair yoga personally. I, I think the opportunities are really great. I think, you know, if I have to look at the, if I had to pinpoint two things that are huge issues for older adults, number one is balance because balance is the key to everything. If you fall and break that hip, it sometimes becomes life-limiting. And the other is breathing. I look at people, and I have the opportunity to look at people in both on both campuses all the time, and the older people get, the more they seem to sort of hunch their shoulders in, and their chest gets compressed, and they're rounded over. And you can't take a deep breath when you're in that position. You're compressing everything, all of your organs. And to get them to sort of expand their chest and breathe deeply Honestly, I think that's the key to a lot of things, including cognitive functioning. You know, you get tiny inside and you can't take in a full breath and your brain isn't getting everything it needs. But even to just teach people how to sit up and breathe in deeply, I think for an older adult, that could be a huge game changer. Absolutely. And just, yeah, because what happens is, right, the rib cage gets there's muscle weakness and it does eventually lead to shallow breathing and a poor oxygen supply so even just having people sit up in their seat and yep i love that just keep your shoulders back you can increase the flow of, of oxygen you know so the respiratory system slows down as well and so so it's just it's amazing and i i did a practice myself the other day i woke up cold and cranky and and just, it's a, it's a little, you don't even need a long time, five minutes, three minutes, don't you think, to shift? Yes. And it just helps you, it really helps um, all populations stay connected to the world around you, too. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the ultimate message is that there's something for every, every person, every body. There's something that from all of the depth of these practices that everyone could find accessible. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so, and there's so many techniques and tools and so much you can do with the chair and the chair can actually help with balancing, which can decrease fall ha hazards. So it's amazing, amazing, amazing. It is amazing. And we could probably talk about this for a very long time, but we're going to have to end this one, but maybe you'll be kind enough to come back and be our guest again another time. 
I would be absolutely honored, Carol, and I want to get down there and try one of your classes. <laughs> we will put you on the list. Thank <laughs> so you, Maria. Inspiring. So appreciate it. All right, thank it. you so much. All Thanks right. so much for having me. Thank you. Have wow. a wonderful, have an amazing day. You too. Rise, all of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us. Rise.